Welcome to the Mind Body TV podcast with Dr. Kim Duramo. I'm a conventionally trained physician sharing how the body heals and how you can access this state of healing effortlessly. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Mind Body TV broadcast. I'm so excited to be here today. And I am joined by Alicia Kapani, who is a member of my team just an amazing being who's been doing some really powerful uh, mentoring with this community. Um, and we wanted to share today today's topic, which is about making choices from truth, from the infinite intelligence, from the wisdom, instead of from fear. And the reason this is such a potent moment for this topic is there are so many things coming up for individuals in the community asking, how do I know what to do about this? How do I know what to do about that? And not only for like some of the big obvious things, like, should I get injected? Should I do this medical treatment? Should I, um, you know, with a lot of the things that are being broadcast on a global level, but other things like, should I leave this relationship? Should I take this job? Should I make this change? These things have a profound impact on ourselves, on our health, on our well-being. But when we're in the mind with trying to figure them out, we really aren't aligning with the intelligence and moving on the path toward abundance. So we wanted to share today, how do we do that, especially when things seem so urgent and so intense that it does bring up a lot of fear? And how do we sort of unwind that so we can get back in the clarity and connection with our wisdom to make the best choices going forward. So welcome to everyone who is here. I'd love to hear where you're tuning in from. And welcome to Alicia. Thank you for being here. Why don't you share a little bit about your thoughts on this, your experience with this, uh, what's been coming up in the private sessions that you've been doing and all of the above. Yeah, um, I feel like this has been a hot topic recently because you know, everyone's kind of looking outside themselves for the answers right now. This seems to come up in conversation with like a lot of my friends and family, like they're just kind of trusting the experts about certain things that are going on in the planet right now, not realizing that even though somebody might know a lot about something, if, if you're making choices and decisions from your mind or trusting someone else's mind, it's actually quite limited because your mind will only ever know what it's been taught. Whereas your wisdom, your innate intelligence, knows everything you could possibly need to know. It knows what you don't even know you don't know. It knows things that haven't even been created yet. So that's really the place you want to go to start making, you know, choice, choices and decisions. Um, and that's, you know, what I guide my, my clients into, which they're all very much ready for. You know, they have the awareness that, you know, the way they've been doing life is quite heavy. And, you know, if I guide them to see that for themselves too, if they're not there yet, then they're able to start making a new choice. And, um, you know, for a lot of them, even when I just read the intake form and like on the intake form, it says like, what have you already tried or what are you currently trying? And when I see this like long list of things that they're currently trying, I already immediately know like there's no way their wisdom would be guiding them to do every single one of those things. Like clearly they are, there are things that are feeling heavy, but they're still choosing them. Maybe they're not aware that that is abandoning your wisdom. And so I just help them feel into is this heavier light? What are you ready to drop? Like that in itself will create so much because you're going to surrender more and you're going to get out of resistance. Yeah. Well, that's a great point. Like, um, you know, your wisdom's never going to have you be on a wild goose chase or in a big, busy rat race. But yet most people, that's what we're doing to try to solve a problem and try to fix a solution and try to get to a quote unquote better place. Whereas 
when we, and I'm going to share a three-step process because really I know when things are intense and they seem so very important, there can be a lot of urgency and that sort of puts us into fear. So how do we specifically unwind this so that we can access our clarity, access the, the wisdom, which kind of speaks to us through the intuition um, in a more subtle way. It's not going to be necessarily you know, broadcast from a big headline, throwing itself in your face. You have to do this. It's mm -hmm. also not going to be, like I said, a big rat race of more, more, more and busy. And like you shared, Alicia, if we look at heavy light, it's never going to be the thing that feels heavy. Like, oh, well, I guess I've just got to do blah, blah, blah. And it feels like a big, um, uh, like I'm succumbing to something that isn't really a fit for me. That's mm -hmm. never going to be how your wisdom communicates with you. So, um, so I think the first thing is we've got to look at the difference between important and urgent. Whenever urgency comes in, whether it's a choice of like, what am I going to do about my kid's school situation? Or what am I going to do? I have this uh, diagnosis. What do I do? It will, you know, of course, these things are very important to us with when it comes to um, the people we love or it comes to our own health. Um, these are some things that are like, you know, foundational and they're going to be really important. But the urgency is a different flavor. When something is urgent, it immediately ignites our fear response. It immediately triggers our fight or flight. It puts us in a different neurology and a different um, brain activity and a different functionality. And in that space, you know, our fight or flight system, it's not the same as the openness, the curiosity. Wow. I wonder what might be possible that allows us to let new information in. So immediately when we go into urgency, we're locking ourselves into what we already know. This can come about when you get a diagnosis. Say you've put your power outside of you and you're like disconnecting from what's happening in here, but you're looking for like the doctor or the expert or the book or whatever. And you immediately get triggered when that person or that thing says, you have to do this, or here's what's going on and this is not okay. And it puts you in that heaviness of like, <gasps> or that intensity of the urgency fear trigger. You immediately know you're now outsourcing your wisdom. Well, which it's not really wisdom, right? It's just you're outsourcing your intelligence. So if you're triggered, if it feels heavy, if it feels like um, this, <laughs> you know, urgent fear thing, that will give you crystal. <laughs> My dog is like pushing on my table. <laughs> that will give you the immediate awareness of like, wait a minute, here I am functioning from conclusion. You know, the, the programming, the what I already know, basically the limitation instead of functioning from openness, curiosity, wonder, and infinite wisdom. So even if it's like the quote, best doctor in the world or the most renowned book or whatever, and everybody says, this is the thing, that is nothing compared to the infinite wisdom you actually have access to within you. And every great doctor will tell you, there's limitation here. This is what I've learned. This is what I've experienced, but it is never the ultimate rule of everything. You have to include your wisdom and consult your truth to actually know what's what's the real deal for you. Yeah. And Jessica's a great example of that. Like she had Lyme disease and her doctor told her she went to like the experts and they said, we can only get you 70% better. 
that's just based on what they learned in medical school. That wasn't obviously the highest possibility because she had a full resolution. So she was able to, it's a great story because she was able to kind of look, wait a minute, is that actually true for me? What's actually true here? Cause it felt so heavy of like the doom and gloom, like you're never going to get better. And, and I'm sure you were told the same thing. I know I've been told that so many times on my journey, whether it's like I had an autoimmune disease, then they're like, you're going to have this for life. Or even things I wanted to do in my business. It was like, oh no, you can't do that. You have to do this. And then it's like, whoa. And I remember crying at one point when someone told me, you know, that what I wanted to do couldn't be done. Mm -hmm. And I knew she wasn't, I knew it wasn't true, but I felt so hopeless that like, here's this person I thought was going to help me. She's like this coach. And I realized like, I feel so alone. Am I the only one that knows that this is possible? And it was like this lonely journey. And so many of us feel that way. So many times when we outsource our intelligence, you've got to go back in and ask, what's actually true for me, what's actually possible. So, you know, th th this is kind of like the, I guess the third step, and I'll, I'll share in these three steps of what, what I, how I organize this. Um, but the, the first step is really, you've got to get into the now, out of the urgency fear programming, which is always, always limitation, and into the infinite intelligence. So how do we do that? And you've seen just as much as I have, like, when we're in that urgency and fear, especially about like life and death issues, it can be really hard to um, to move out of that and access a different functionality of our brain and of our nervous system. Mm -hmm. So, um, but so this is the first point, and I'll and I'll share what that that step is. The second point is we've got to get out of the mind and into the heart because information comes into our system. We're registering information all the time, but the kind of information that comes in here with the programming is going to be like what I already know, judgments, conclusions, beliefs, assumptions. When I go to the intelligence of the heart, I'm registering a whole different frequency of information. So do you want to share? I know you've had a lot of experience with this as well, Alicia, especially when people have come to see you and had like a mentoring session and they're in that fear. Um, what have you seen them realize once you are able to move them out of that uh, mind and into the heart? Well, like they're able to see that like choosing things from that state of fear is actually creating more inflammation in their body and is creating resistance. Like I might need to get them to that point where they realize that that is creating resistance and will keep it in place. Um, and sometimes when they realize that they actually start to make themselves wrong and they feel like something is wrong with them. Like, like, I don't really know any other way to do it. Um, so then obviously we need to sit with that wrongness and that self judgment. But if they're able to even just bring awareness to where they're in resistance and like, if you hear somebody speak enough, like you can hear where they're buying into limitation or where they're continuing to do things that feel heavy, that their wisdom obviously is not guiding them to do that maybe they weren't aware of. But if I can get them to become aware of it, the awareness enough is enough to dissolve it in itself. And now they could also start to make a new choice. Cool, cool. Because that actually goes into what I was going to share with point number two. <laughs> yeah. um, 
So, and then the, the kind of the third thing is like we had said before, your wisdom is never going to lead you on a wild goose chase. It's never going to have to require you to do like uh, a million things at once or like something that just feels, you know, too heavy, too impossible. Get busy, buckle down, be more disciplined. It's that's just not how it's going to communicate. That's your fear mind. That's your conclusion. That's the heaviness. So that's kind of like the third piece to be aware of when you're snapping out of urgency and coming more into the harmony where you will access truth. So um, the first piece, the first of the, this three-step process, um, you've got to get into the now. So your body will never, it can't live outside the here and now. It can't live in the future. It can't live in the past. It can't live outside you in the mind of other people. It can only live now. The mind, however, is like all of the above has all these ideas about myself and who I am and what I need to be or what I can or can't do. Uh, what other people, you know, they'll be upset with me. And so I need to do this. And we kind of like um, put our presence outside ourselves. Or we're in future hoping to control something or to make sure this thing doesn't happen that we don't want. Or we're in past replaying programs or traumas or protections of like, well, I gotta make sure that doesn't happen. So let me do it this way and kind of replaying the past and bringing that into our future. But the body can only live in the now. And that's where you will access this level of intelligence that goes beyond the mind. So if you just right now come into your body, take a few deep breaths, you can close your eyes if that's available and let your shoulders relax. Now you may notice as soon as you tune into the body, there's a lot of resistance here. There's a lot of heaviness here. Wow, this is intense. Don't make it wrong. Just be here now with what's here. And even just for 10 seconds, because it may feel overwhelming, I'm going to be with this forever. Just 10 second increments. Be in the now. So mindfulness. Okay, right now I'm sitting on my chair. Right now, you know, I'm feeling a little warm. Right now, maybe I'm noticing there's this thought going through my head. You know, my daughter's here and I'm like thinking, is she okay? What is she doing? You know, like maybe there's stuff going through the head. Let all of that in, just awareness. 10 second increments, be here now. Take a deep breath in and then you can notice other things like what is the quality of my breath? When I breathe in, is it coming down to the belly? Is it only shallow up in the chest? What am I noticing? What am I feeling and sensing? So this may seem like, well, hey, I got bigger things to do. There's more important things happening. And we bounce back into the urgency fear and we out of presence. But the truth is the only place you can access power is in the now. So if you only do one thing and nothing else, do this. Find the now. How am I feeling now? What is here now? What's happening? What thoughts are happening? What emotions? What physical sensations? Breathing in, breathing out, getting better and better at noticing, observing, because this is your access point to power. So if you do this for a moment, and Alicia, you can let me know, like, what did this little check-in create? We're longer than 10 seconds in this moment. But when you do this, um, what are you noticing? What did that create for you? I notice I'm in my mind. I notice that I need to sit for quite a while to get out of my mind and into my body and, and actually feel 
because I'm going to my mind to not feel what I'm feeling in my body. So if I sit long enough, then I'll start to feel what I'm actually feeling. Awesome. <laughs> and, and the funny thing about that is like, when you say, oh, I notice I'm in my mind, not my body, all you've got to do is notice and it changes your neurology. That's kind of like the magic thing that I don't think a lot of people are really aware of because when they say, I notice I'm in my mind, not my body. What do I do? What do I do? How do I get into my body? Oh no. What's the thing? Because when they have no idea of the power of their presence. In fact, this is something I learned um, from uh, Sylvia Olivier and Bernard uh, Therion, her husband, when I worked with them. And he would say, um, qualité de présence. You know, they're French. Yeah. And he would say, you know, the quality of your presence, everything, everything, everything is the quality of your presence. What presence are you bringing to this 10 seconds? Is it the presence of scrambling, squirming, fear, urgency? Ah, oh, let me figure it out. Or is it the presence of, oh, wow, I'm noticing I'm in my mind and not even in my body, right? Is it the presence of awareness, curiosity, openness, or is it the presence of fear, scramble, squirm, get me out of here? So mm -hmm. that's, that's, the, that's the power because already it changes your brain functioning. It changes your nervous system activity and all those feedback loops going to every organ in the body that determine whether you're exhibiting health, flow, resilience, well-being, strong immune system, strong digestion, or the exact opposite, like d d demise to all of those systems, degeneration on every level. This is what we know causes cancer. This is what we know leads to autoimmune disease, MS, um, fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue syndrome, like like all of them. This is what we have seen clinically and scientifically is the underlying physiology that creates those illness. So then it's like, well, I'm trying to get out of the illness with the same mechanism that caused the illness. Oh, wait, that's not going to work. What if I just notice, huh, in this 10 seconds, here I am. Oh, I'm in my head. Oh, wow. There's no breath coming through. It's just shallow. Okay. Um, Rachel said, yeah, I was told that too, that too much time had passed for me to be able to improve, to make improvements. That's what I mean about the heaviness. So if you've been given a diagnosis and then like either you put meaning on it or the practitioner puts meaning on it, but it feels like this heavy, impossible thing, it's always because you're buying into a lie. You know, hey, yeah, well, sorry, hard luck. Nice, nice job finding out, you know, coming in to see me, but you're too late. <laughs> it's never, ever, ever true. So just, you gotta be aware that it feels heavy. And if you're in your body, you're gonna be aware. When I got the diagnosis, when they told me like, there's nothing you can do, you're gonna have this for life. You know, I fell apart, I started crying. And it was like 10 seconds later, I was like, wait a minute, this is not even true for me. What else is possible? Yeah. So I had to be aware of the doom, the gloom, the despair in order to question it and, and realize something else. Yeah, and sometimes it needs to get like really heavy for you to finally open to something higher. Like I had to have depression for five years and be like suicidal for me to finally stop abandoning my body and open to a higher possibility other than what they were telling me. This is all you can do. Take this medication, do the CBT therapy. Like in order to open to something higher, I had to get really, really heavy for me. It's a great point. We have right now the mind body solution for anxiety and depression. And I just added a whole depression series to that program. Um, 
there are so many things we buy into that aren't even true that lead to us suppressing what we feel, repressing ourselves, not expressing uh, and, you know, buying into the lie. And then like all the ways we're disconnected with the body. So we don't even notice. It's like, this is miserable, but hey, pop a little pill and I might not notice for five years or give me another book and I might just kind of like keep managing this versus full on presence will create full on awakening so that we begin to unwind this and release what we're holding. And actually, we do have a live call for that group. Um, it's a home study program. But we're doing um, a live call next week. We have one on Tuesday. If you're in that program, the Mind Body Solution for Anxiety and Depression, uh, or ever have been in the program, or if you want to join now, you'll be available. You'll be invited to join into that live call where I'll walk you through integrating this work on a much, much deeper level. And then we also have a bonus call the week following with my friend Tyler Wheelock, who's going to do a lot to help the dissolution in your system of these old patterns. Um, so this program, if you'd like to join, is at drkimd.com forward slash anxiety. And you know it's a recorded program, but we have a live call for that that you'll be able to join next week if you are, um, you know, if, if, if that is resonating for you. The program is really, really powerful either way. So that's at drkimd.com forward slash anxiety. Brittany said, oh, the resistance is real. And then I tell myself I'm broken and one who will never heal from depression and anxiety. I feel like I have such a victim mentality. Yeah. So if you can, like we said, presence, check in this 10 seconds, and then that's what's there. Like, whoa, there's so much resistance. And I got this story going that I'll always be a victim. And all I do is observe it, right? Because it's a big difference between noticing what I feel and making a doom and gloom story because I'm trying to wiggle out of it or noticing what I feel and presencing what I feel. And that's why the 10 seconds, it's like, don't try to stick around too long because the mind's going to jump in and hijack it. But if you're like, oh, in this 10 seconds, I'm noticing resistance. I'm noticing maybe physical tension in my body. I'm noticing the heaviness that goes along with this story. Okay. You're breathing in and breathing out. All right. The second point, second step, invite and welcome what's here no matter what. Whoa. So you're going to notice the physical sensation. You're going to notice the emotional heaviness. You're going to notice, maybe you notice the thoughts that go along. Like Brittany's like, there's this victim. I'm a victim story. I have a victim mentality. That's a thought. That's a belief. Okay. I welcome what's here. Now, this is a very bold, courageous move to welcome it no matter what, because the mind is like, no, no, then I'll be a victim forever. Or it's not okay. I have to figure this out. Or like what sometimes happens in the community is people will type in comments. I know what to do. Try this. Or I went to this person and I learned blah, blah, blah. Okay. That is not the point because that's going to keep you on the never ending hamster wheel of more. Do you want to share some on this too, Alicia? Yeah, um, like someone could suggest a really powerful healing modality, but like even if you're trying something that's really powerful, it doesn't actually matter. What matters is the state in which you're choosing it from. Like on Instagram the other day, someone asked about this and you said anything could be a medicine or a poison, but it matters the state in which you're choosing it from because you could choose that same healing modality from this state of fear and like, I want my pain to go away, I want my pain to go away, which is just gonna create resistance, keep it in place, maybe cause more inflammation, or you could choose that exact same healing modality 
to love and nurture your body, to feel more alive. And now you're getting out of resistance and now the energy can move. So right, and it has to do with, am I listening to my, is my wisdom guiding me to do that action or mm -hmm. is it my fear guiding me? So mm -hmm. you always have to come back to presence, you know, step one, get here now, be in the body in this 10 seconds. And then you are noticing what's here. When you welcome it, it is the dissolution because what you resist persists. What you welcome and embrace, truth is strengthened, lies dissolve. 100% of the time. There is no risk in welcoming what's here when you remember the truth is true no matter what. And what's not true is it doesn't exist anyway. So there's no real threat. So that second step, invite and welcome what's here no matter what. Um, we've got Joe said, this is the first time I felt light coming into this workshop for a while because I chose to do your conscious food foreplay tapping. Oh, that's so cool. That's on YouTube. I think the video is called food foreplay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a basic, really smart thing to do to get your body in the state where you can, you're going to receive the food in harmony mm -hmm. and ease. What about if we have pain? How do we get through that? Same thing. Same thing. I notice what's here. There's physical sensations. There's emotions, like it might feel like, oh, this pain is back again. You might have like a dread, a fear, a heaviness. And then there'll be thoughts like, oh my God, no matter what I do, nothing makes it go away. Or, oh, I did the wrong thing. What did I, did I eat the wrong thing? Did I da, 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 da? And we start going in the mind. So here in the now, in this 10 seconds, sensing, feeling, witnessing, noticing, welcome what's here, no matter what. Now, when you welcome what's here, it's the energy that's here, the dread, the fear, the heaviness, the thoughts. I welcome this on every level. And you can even just take a deep breath in and, and speak to that energy. You're welcome to be here. I welcome what I feel. It's okay to feel what I feel. In fact, if you just practice that one thing, it's okay to feel what I feel, you can heal, you know, eventually you will heal everything. There's no resistance in your system. Energy will move through. So that's the thing. Welcome what's here. And then like, welcome everything I'm making it mean, right? I have a victim mentality. Oh no, I've got to battle that. Or maybe it's from a trauma. Or maybe I've got to do a hypnotherapy. <laughs> Just awareness is the medicine. So welcome what it is. Welcome what I'm making it mean. Uh, welcome where I need it to change. <coughs> welcome where I need it to change. Cause that's the biggest thing that keeps people on the hamster wheel. If you welcome needing it to change, needing it to go away, needing things to be different, you move a lot of resistance. Mm -hmm. um, good. Phyllis, I feel like it will never end. It gets better. And then it's right back to achy, exhausted and anxious. Good. So there's just more resistance moving. This is what to notice. So that's the piece of needing it to change, or that's the piece of what I'm making it mean. I'm telling you this because the power in your system is way beyond anything that could be showing up, even if it's been there for 20 years. Um, Nadine, I have trouble with the word welcome. Is there another word that would work? Embrace. Embrace this. I invite this to be as it is. Everything else is resistance and it's just going to make things worse. So I invite this to be here as it is. I embrace what's here as it is. Um, Okay, and then the third piece is heavier light. Is this true? 
Okay. Everyone's telling me I have to do this. And if I don't, blah, 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 blah. Okay. So check in. Whoa. I'm afraid. There's fear here, right? So 10 second check in. Wow. There's so much fear or wow. I'm not clear. Whatever's here. The second step, I invite what's here to be here. It's okay to be where I am as I am. It's okay for me to feel what I feel. Okay. And then the third step. So whatever the energy is saying, whatever the thoughts are saying, is this true? And, and you can share here what you've, what you've got on that. Like, well, so-and-so told me that this and this and this, I have to do this. Or, well, since I have this diagnosis, that means I have to take a medication. Uh, whatever the conclusions are, you don't know until you really look. It's just a conclusion. Is this true? And then what if the opposite were true? What if I'm not my disease? What if it doesn't mean anything? What if I am free? Yeah, and your wisdom doesn't speak to you through fear, doubt, or judgment. So if you're hearing the word should, I should really do this. Everyone's telling me I should do this. Doctors are telling me I should do this. So the word should is judgment. So you already know your wisdom's not guiding you to do that thing. That's not, that's not what's going to create the most for you. And then miracles happen said, what if I feel the emotion? The more I feel the emotion, the bigger it gets, the bigger and the bigger. When I allow it, it grows. So this is really important because everything that, if you expand it, everything that's true is strengthened. Everything that's false dissolves. So bring in breath. So don't, you know, you notice what you notice, bring in breath, breathe into the sensation. And, and there's in the instant elevation program and also in the mind body solution for anxiety, we work with this a lot. You breathe life into it. You breathe breath into it. You breathe light into it. You breathe love into it. A hundred percent of the time, what's true is strengthened. What's false will dissolve. So when you breathe into it and it gets more intense, see it expanding out beyond you, breathe into it bigger, bigger. Try this now, breathe right into it and let it expand out beyond you. This is fearlessness because you're like, I'm willing to breathe into this and it may, it will sometimes intensify first, welcome it, bring in love, breathe in love, breathe in light into the physical sensation, into where there's heaviness or emotional sensation, into where the thoughts are, even if they're outside of you. Um, so you've got to be uh, willing to move through the intensification of the energy because they will intensify when you stop resisting and repressing them. You know, if I'm feeling fear, but I'm like, let me go get on social media. Let me go make a phone call. Let me go stay busy. I'm going to be less aware of what I'm feeling. Soon as I stop distracting and embrace what I feel, I'm going to feel it more and it will seem like it intensified. It got worse. Oh no, it's worse. That's not what's happening you're just coming more into awareness of it. Mm -hmm. It feels sad when I come down and listen to my body. Yep, be willing to feel sadness. So that's the piece. Here's what I'm feeling in this 10 seconds. I invite what I'm feeling because it's a quantum leap in frequency to feel sad. And I, there's a problem with that. To feel sad and I want to feel different. To feel sad and let's fix it versus I feel sad and I'm willing to feel sad. A massive quantum leap in consciousness and in frequency. So you're leaping in vibration, a higher vibration. I feel X, Y, Z, and it's okay to feel X, Y, Z. When you take the re resistance out of the equation, 
your um, vibrational frequency increases. Um, miracles happen. What questions specifically are you working with? I have your instant elevation program and I'm still learning. So what are you working with there and what's coming up? Okay, so one piece is where you're actually, okay. When we do the program or the tool or the exercise to make the thing go away, we're putting resistance in the system. Like, of course we're resisting what is. When we do the program to be curious and connect with ourselves more fully, it is like instantaneous, which is why I called it the instant elevation. We're in a higher frequency. Curiosity is a higher frequency than fear. Openness is a higher frequency than resistance. So if you just let go of trying to make something happen, which really just comes from powerlessness, you're going to flow with all of this to such a higher degree. Have you noticed that as well? Alicia. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what I was speaking to beforehand. Like, did you choose it from fear or did you choose it from love? And that was what was happening when I had depression at first. Every single thing I was choosing was make my pain go away. And when I chose your instant elevation program, I didn't choose it from that state. And that was the first time I felt relief from depression because I, I was choosing something from a state of, of love, of just surrender to what I'm feeling. So it was completely different. I'm going to share the link to, um, for anyone who wants to work privately with a mind-body mentor, Alicia and Jessica are available for consultation. They're both absolutely amazing. Um, this is at drkimd.com forward slash mentors. Um, they've both mentored with me for years now and are really, really powerful representations of this work. So um, this is something I'm very excited to share if people do, because a lot of people have been asking to do um, private sessions. I do work with people privately. It's you know, it's a not that many people that I'm working with privately, um, and there are a lot of people who are ready for mentorship. Even if it's a little tweak in that one session, where Jess is seeing and Alicia is also seeing um, people really open in a way with just that one tweak, that everything opens because they realize, um, you know, like Robin says, I've been trying to fix myself for five years, and it feels like fear. No wonder I'm still not fixed. So this is, sometimes it's the littlest tweak when you realize, oh, here's what I'm doing. That's getting in my own way. And it can be really powerful when we um, have that insight. Good. Uh, miracles happen. I'm working with having lots of anger. And of course, most healers say that anger creates the illness. And that's why I guess I'm afraid of letting anger in fully. Yep. But what you resist persists. And most people will say that. And it's not that it isn't true. Like, suppressed states of chronic anger is what creates all this inflammation. It's one of the major things. But when we, it's, it's the suppression of anger, not the anger itself. So if you welcome that anger, there is no risk in welcoming what's here because when you are willing, what's true is strengthened. What's not true doesn't exist. It, it dissolves. So this will be really powerful for you to begin shifting from doing this work to get rid of the anger because I'm afraid of the anger. It's going to create inflammation. I don't want to do that to wait. What if I welcome the anger? And you may see that the years of having done it the first way are going to bring a lot of clarity and give you a lot of courage to choose to work with this in a new way. Awesome. Alicia is awesome. Oh, that's so sweet. I don't know who it is on Facebook. I don't know either, but thank you. Um, 
All right. So we're going to share that link. It's drkimd.com forward slash mentors. For those of you who want to come into the um, mind body solution for anxiety and depression, it's a really powerful program. And we've added the depression series. So there are very, very specific exercises for how you allow the dissolution of these resistances, of these old ways of thinking that have been running in your system uh, and allow that to um, to harmonize so that your, your body's living in health and uh, we're really excited to be able to offer that. There's a live call we're doing next week. So if you'd like to be in there with me live, you can join the program now. They're all recorded. They're very powerful, whether you're listening to them recorded or live. So we're really excited to offer that. It's at drkimd.com forward slash anxiety. And uh, Alicia is uh, and Jess are at drkimd.com forward slash mentors. Katie, I'm no longer sick but I still spend a lot of time on growth. Well, we do that when we're not okay with who we are, as we are, how we are. I've been there a million times. Mm -hmm. So sometimes if my system's like, ah, oh, I feel blah, I feel bored. It's like, there's a rejection of that. And then it's like, how can I feel better? Oh no, 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 Kim, mm -hmm. feel what you feel because that is better. That is a higher frequency. My sickness was an excuse to have no demands on me. How can I lovingly reclaim my time without feeling guilty or getting sick again? You've got to first be willing to feel guilty. When you're not willing to feel guilt, you're going to run, you're going to work, you're going to overcome, you're going to avoid, you're going to have an excuse. I mean, if you're not willing to feel guilt, that energy can't move through and resolve, period, end. So what if you were like, all right, guilt, bring it on. You're here. I welcome you. I, I'm willing to feel. Now, it's a dense feeling. So, you know, but 12 seconds of moving through an emotion, which is actually what happens in a healthy, non-resistant system is really not a big deal. 12 years, because there's so much resistance is a different thing. Now, I'm not saying you're in no resistance, but sitting with it, maybe it's 12 hours, which I don't think it's going to be. Um, maybe it's 12 minutes uh, is still so much more freeing then, you know, continuing to work with this pattern and having it run your life and you jump and you this and you that and you're busy, busy, or, you know, you can't, you can't really claim your own truth. Have you seen, um, have you seen a lot of that as well, Alicia? Mm -hmm. Like what I've seen is like, like, let's say you tune into your wisdom, you feel into this choice or decision and it feels heavy. So now, you know, this is not what my body's asking for and to let it go. But for so many people, they'll continue to do the things that feel heavy. Like there's so many different reasons why. They either don't know that that's their body's way of communicating with them or they're so uncomfortable with doing nothing because maybe they feel inadequate or not good enough. So they constantly need to be doing something um, or they have all these- I've had that. Yeah. I've had that disease. <laughs> Um, or maybe they, they have all these limiting beliefs that like life is meant to be hard. Like it doesn't matter if it feels heavy. I just have to do it. Like that's just life. So like, just get curious if you're holding on to any of those ideas, if you're still choosing the things that feel heavy, you don't have to make it wrong. Just get curious. That's enough to start dissolving it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's, it's powerful. Like the power that's in you is so massive that you really can't overstate it. So thank you guys for being here. And Nadine says, with your help, I've gotten better and better at allowing, feeling, and processing my fear. And it's been very helpful. Yeah, thank you. And Nat said, I feel anxious when I'm not doing anything and it feels like I'm wasting time. Yeah, that's another energy to invite. So better to invite that energy, which is just an idea, 
than to live by it and let it keep running your show night and day. Like one you're set free and now you can choose like, wait a minute, what's organic? What do I want to do? And the other one is, you know, you're living in that conclusion. Um, there's one more question that someone is asking Facebook about. Is there a link to this study? Uh, someone healed diabetes. He got a shot for back pain and then developed diabetes because of a problem with the pancreas. Uh, I heard about studies that say the, that the cells have been shown to recover. Yes, there are many, 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 many studies. In fact, every um, pharmaceutical study that demonstrates the uh, placebo effect is demonstrating how cells can heal with intention and allowing. And this is exactly what we are cultivating with this work is, well, how do we uh, accelerate that? And how do we reliably um, initiate that? And yes, I, I don't know the specific study that your friend is referring to, but there are innumerable studies that will show that yes, the body can heal virtually everything known to man. All right, that was great. What was that website again? Okay, so our site is drkimd.com. And if you go to drkimd.com forward slash mentors, you can get information about working live with a mentor. Alicia and Jess are amazing. Um, and if you want to join the program that we have live call for next week, it's at drkimd.com forward slash anxiety. And a lot of what we're talking about here is being applied in that program to a much deeper level and a much more guided level. So it's a home study program, but we do have a live call for that next week, as well as a bonus call the week after. So that's at drkimd.com forward slash anxiety. Uh, and then we'd love to welcome you there. All right. I love you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, I know there's a lot more questions we haven't gotten to, but we will be here live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Mountain Time um, for Mind Body TV. We have really some exciting things coming up and some really cool speakers that I'm excited to introduce you to. Thank you, Alicia, for being here. Do you have anything you want to complete with that maybe we didn't touch on? Um, maybe just like if you're new to tuning into your wisdom for guidance, like just start to pay attention to what gets created when you follow what's light and what gets created when you follow what's heavy. And then you'll start to see how much gets created for you fluidly and effortlessly. And then you'll start to trust your wisdom more and more. I guess that's what I would say. Yeah. And, and I know you're kind of like starting to see this more and more every day as well. So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It, it like it, it strengthens our own uh, commitment to to this, this process. So the being present in, in 10 second recurrence, mindfulness, what's actually here now, the yes. in the body, yeah. invite and welcome everything that's coming up as it is, how it is. <laughs> and then asking questions. Is this, is this true? What if the opposite were true? What's actually true for me? What's actually possible here? You want to say, hey, Crystal? <laughs> All right. I love you guys. Thank you. Oh, Sydney says, Alicia is awesome. Oh, I did have a session with Sydney. Oh, thank you. <laughs> All right. Lots of love. We'll see you soon. Bye. You've been listening to the Mind Body TV podcast with Dr. Kim Duramo. For a special download to assist with integrating this work, go to drkimd.com forward slash podcast.